0: Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has helped save its members an average of $720 a year with over 500 million in canceled subscriptions. Stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash wondery. That's rocketmoney.com slash wondery. Rocketmoney.com slash wondery.
1: Have you ever covered a carpet stain with a rug? Ignored a leaky faucet? Pretended your half-painted living room is supposed to look like that? Well, you're not alone. We've all got unfinished home projects, but there's an easier way. When you download Thumbtack, it's easier to care for your home from top to bottom. Pull out your phone and adjust a few taps. You can search, chat, and book highly rated pros right in your neighborhood. Plus, you'll know what to tackle next, because Thumbtack is the app that shows you what to do, who to hire, and when. So say goodbye to all those unfinished home projects, and say hello to caring for your home the easier way. Download Thumbtack and start a project today.
2: Tonight, another mass shooting, this time on the campus of Michigan State. The search tonight for motive and the note found in the gunman's pocket. Here are tonight's top headlines. A community in mourning after three students were killed. The terrifying moments for tens of thousands.
3: Some students started considering what they were going to do if they barricade themselves in.
2: Senators are receiving a classified briefing today on the unidentified objects shot down over North America.
4: My phone's ringing off the wall. We got a president of the United States and not saying anything.
2: We're in Syria tonight, the war-torn country in dire need of help after that deadly earthquake.
5: So little aid has come here to northern Syria. The people are desperate.
2: Russia ramps up attacks on Ukraine.
5: This is the last Ukrainian-held
6: village before the Russian front line, about three miles in that direction.
0: Former South Carolina governor and U.S. ambassador to the United Nations Nikki Haley is running for president. She becomes the first major challenger to former President Donald Trump.
2: And remember that $2 billion Powerball jackpot? Today, the lucky winner revealed.
0: Edwin Castro.
2: Good evening and thank you for joining us on this Tuesday night. Ahead, the new report that inflation is cooling, but still too high. And tonight we take a look what it means for you and the rising cost of car insurance nationwide. In tonight's Money Watch, we look at how you can save on your bill. Also on this Valentine's Day, we've got the ultimate love story. Two patients whose hearts literally brought them together. But first, we are learning more about the young lives cut short in that deadly mass shooting at Michigan State University. They all went to high school in the Detroit suburbs. Sophomore Brian Frazier was president of his fraternity, junior Alexandria Werner was studying biology, and junior Ariel Anderson wanted to become the first doctor in her family. Sadly, this is the 67th mass shooting in America in 2023. That means there have been more mass shootings than days so far this year. President Biden today renewing his call to ban assault weapons and high-capacity magazines. CBS's Roxana Saberi will start us off tonight from the campus in East Lansing. Good evening, Roxana.
3: Good evening, Nora. This is the academic building where police say the first shooting was reported. Students here tell us when they heard a, a gunman was on campus, they fled or barricaded themselves in their dorms. One told me he called his family while in hiding. He thought it could be the last time he spoke to them.
1: We have multiple victims at this
3: time. Police say the first dispatch calls came in around 818 p.m. After a gunman opened fire inside Berkey Hall Monday. All I have so far is that there's a shooter in the hallway. Inside, officers found two MSU students dead and several wounded. They say the gunman then went to the nearby student union where he killed another student. I am
2: filled with rage that we have to have another press conference to talk about our children being killed in their schools.
3: Did you ever think this could be the last time I'm speaking to my
7: family? It crossed my mind, yeah.
3: Freshman Ryan Callahan hid in the library with his
7: girlfriend. This happens so much and all over the place. Like It could happen at any time and anywhere, and I kind of just have to live knowing that.
3: Authorities identified the shooter as 43-year-old Anthony McRae. They say he died of a self-inflicted gunshot wound and that he had no known affiliation with the school.
0: I know everybody wants to know what the motive is. Uh, we, We don't have an answer right now.
3: This shooting comes nearly five years to the day since 17 students and staff were killed in Parkland, Florida. The number of children in K-12 experiencing a school shooting since 1999 has surged from 187,000 in 2018 to more than 338,000 now. Among the dead in Michigan, junior Ariel Anderson, who wanted to be a pediatrician. Sophomore Brian Frazier, president of his fraternity and junior Alexandria Werner, a talented athlete whose positivity changed lives.
0: Her smile was, was, was massive. Um, her heart was huge. Her, her kindness and, and um, compassion were second to none. And um, you know, to have lost that is tragic. The silver lining to it is that we had 20 years of, of, of that from a tremendous young
7: lady.
3: Some students here have survived other school shootings, including one in Oxford, Michigan, just 15 months ago, and the one at Sandy Hook Elementary back in 2012. Classes here are canceled
2: until Monday. Nora. Oh, Roxanne, I'm such a community in pain. Thank you. Well, back here in Washington, there is breaking news tonight on that Chinese spy balloon. CBS News has just learned that U.S. intelligence watched the high-flying airship as it lifted off near China's south coast. That means the U.S. military had been tracking it for nearly a week before it entered U.S. airspace, longer than originally known. CBS's Nancy Cordes is at the White House. So Nancy, they were watching this from the beginning.
8: They were, Nora, and what they saw was this balloon heading east from China towards Guam and Hawaii. But then it took a sharp northward turn, a beeline towards Alaska. They also revealed today that the three subsequent objects they shot down probably were not involved in spying. The three objects shot down this weekend may have been harmless research balloons. That's now a leading theory for the intelligence community. There's strong consideration that these uh, objects are indeed benign. They won't know for sure until they find the debris. They're in very difficult terrain. The chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff described the challenge. One object came down in the Arctic Circle, where it's minus 40 degrees. The second came down in a hard-to-reach part of the Canadian Rockies. And the third plunged into Lake Huron, a couple hundred feet deep. We'll get them eventually, but it's going to take some time to recover those. He defended the decision to scramble fighter jets to shoot them down and acknowledged that the first missile fired over Lake Huron missed its target.
7: First shot missed, uh, second shot hit.
8: New cockpit audio reveals that even the pilots were perplexed by what they saw.
1: Uh, I can see like, lines coming down below, but I can't see anything below it. It's smaller than a car.
8: Pentagon officials have offered intriguing descriptions of the objects. One looked like a metallic drum. Another was cylindrical and carried a tethered payload. Another was octagonal in shape with strings attached. What are these things? Who sent them here? And what are they doing here? GOP senators argued today that the public deserves more answers from the commander in chief who ordered the objects shot down.
4: I mean, my phone's ringing off the wall. And we got a president of the United States and not saying anything.
8: We asked White House officials if the president has any plans to make public comments about these objects, and all they would say is that he continues to be briefed and takes the situation very seriously. They did say today that they can rule out the possibility that any of these objects were connected to the U.S. government. They were able to do that after connecting with the FAA.
2: Nora. So many new details. Nancy Cordes, thank you. Donald Trump now has his first challenger in the 2024 Republican race for president, and it's a woman who once called him a great president. Nikki Haley, the former South Carolina governor and United Nations ambassador, made it official this morning with a Twitter video saying the Washington establishment has failed us. Here's CBS's Robert Costa. Former U.N. Ambassador Nikki
0: Haley's jump into the presidential race today makes her the first official rival to challenge Donald Trump.
7: I'm Nikki Haley and I'm running for president.
0: And in a three and a half minute video announcement signaled she's ready for a political
7: brawl. You should know this about me. I don't put up with bullies. And when you kick back, it hurts them more if you're wearing heels.
0: The 51-year-old former South Carolina governor touted her background as the daughter of Indian immigrants and played up her diplomatic work as U.N. ambassador in the Trump administration. But, you know but Haley's decision is a all, flip from her previous God. claim that she wouldn't run against the man she served for two years.
7: I would not run if President Trump ran.
0: Haley called for a new generation of leadership and noted Republicans have lost the popular vote in seven of eight elections. Trump lost it twice. A Trump Super PAC spokesman shot back, calling her just another career politician whose only fulfilled commitment is to herself. Former presidential contender Senator Marco Rubio said the attacks from Trump will only increase. Running for president's hard. Running against Donald Trump is really hard. Haley enters a fluid and soon-to-be-growing field, and the latest polls show her facing an uphill climb. Meanwhile, sources close to former Vice President Mike Pence, a possible 2024 rival, tell CBS News he will fight the subpoena issued to him by the Justice Department Special Counsel investigating January 6, setting up a legal showdown as the Republican presidential race heats up.
2: Nora. It is heating up. Robert Costa, thank you so much. Well, turning now to the devastating earthquake in Turkey and Syria, where the death toll today topped 41,000. But there are still signs of hope, with this man and woman being rescued alive from underneath the rubble eight days after the catastrophe began. CBS's Imtiaz Tayyab traveled to the rebel held Idlib province in hard-hit Syria.
5: These are Syria's youngest earthquake survivors. Tiny bodies, battered and bruised, but alive. Five-year-old Janan nearly didn't make it. This video of her trapped under the rubble with her little brother Abdullah became a viral symbol of the tragedy in Idlib. She can be heard pleading with her rescuers saying, Please, get me out of here. Abdullah is being treated in the bed next to her. They both may have made it out alive, but their mom, dad, brothers and sisters all died. Um Abdullah is their aunt. How are you feeling with this terrible situation my heart is burning she says if idlib's Huddam city hospital is straining under the weight of so much pain so too is the rest of the rebel-held territory the need here is so great but so little aid has come here to northern syria and people are desperate a desperation that is tangled up in the fault lines of syria's decade-long civil war President Bashar al-Assad is trying to control all of the supply routes and world leaders don't want to legitimize the regime they've sanctioned. A complex situation that stands in the way of helping the seriously injured, like Fatima, whose leg had to be operated on. Umm Muhammad is her aunt, who tells us Fatima's mother died in the quake. We haven't told her about her mother yet. She keeps saying I'm hiding something, but I don't have the heart to tell her she's dead. Tonight, the U.N. has reached a deal with President Assad to open two border crossings to allow aid into Syria's disaster zone. But for so many Syrians, it's far too little, far too late. Nora.
2: M.T.S. Tayyab, thank you. The other big story tonight in Ohio, growing concern about the toxic fallout after that train crash earlier this month. Residents in the area are complaining of sore throats and headaches after chemicals were released during the controlled burn of the derailed train cars. Officials are adamant that there's no threat to human life, but Ohio's Natural Resources Department revealed an estimated 3,500 fish were killed. Officials continue to test the air, water and soil nearly two weeks after the derailment. Turning out of the economy after two straight months of decline, consumer prices rose more than expected in January. Inflation jumped 0.5% last month to an annual rate of 6.4%. One of the key reasons why inflation remains stubbornly high is the cost of auto insurance. It's up nearly 15% over the last year. We get more now from CBS's Manuel Bohorcas.
1: Juan Maroso says the cost of insuring his Tesla in Miami gave him a whole new kind of sticker shock. My radio insurance was 2,400 for six months, and it went up to 4,000. A nearly 70 percent jump. It's one more thing to add to the list, honestly. Uh, but the, it, it hurts. It definitely hurts. A new report by Bankrate.com found nationwide premiums have risen more than $240 on average, topping $2,000 a year. Florida drivers saw the biggest jump, up nearly twice that amount to almost $3,200 a year. Bankrate saw, insurance uh, editor Kate growing. DeVenter.
3: There's a lot of residents in Florida and the population is growing. Then we also see a lot of tourists, which then, of course, add to those busy roadways, and that makes it even more likely that an accident is going to happen.
1: High costs for repair parts, labor, and medical care are driving insurance rates up across the board.
4: Good morning, Great Florida. How may I help you?
1: Customers are calling agencies like Great Florida for cheaper policies. Ana Karina Callejas is an agent here.
4: Sometimes they got lucky and, and we will be able to find something, and sometimes we don't.
1: She was able to find Juan Moroso a policy that is $800 below the $4,000 he was quoted. But she says rates likely will continue to climb. You think it will get worse before it gets better?
4: A hundred percent. Really? Yeah. I think we're not going to see positive changes maybe for like a year or two.
1: You mean rates going down? Right. So what can drivers do? Well, always shop around. Ask your agent if you're getting every available discount. Consider a smaller or cheaper car. But above all, drive safely. Those moving violations could definitely make your rates go even higher. Nora?
2: Those are good tips. Minnie Bohorkas, thank you so much. More than a third of all Americans are under weather alerts tonight with winter storm warnings stretching from Montana to New Mexico. Meanwhile, more than 110 million Americans across 25 states from California to New York are under wind alerts. Snow and winds up to 60 miles per hour will produce blizzard conditions across Minnesota and eastern North Dakota through midday tomorrow. Let's turn now to the war in Ukraine because U.S. Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin met with his NATO counterparts in Brussels today, vowing continued support for Ukraine as the war enters a critical phase. A new intensified Russian assault is getting underway in the east, and CBS's Charlie Daggett is there.
6: Ukrainian military vehicles charged down a village road just outside Russian-held territory north of Bakhmut. Ukraine says Russia's military has been bombarding positions all across the front line, and here was no exception. Ukrainian soldiers told us to be quick and spread out. The sound of explosions has been nonstop, both outgoing and incoming. This is the last Ukrainian-held village before the Russian front line about three miles in that direction. They were even jumping into our trenches, trying to take them over, Ostop told us. We jump into their trenches, they jump into ours. Trench warfare, close enough we were told to throw grenades at each other. Russian troops have been inching forward, but at a tremendous cost. In Bakhmut, the Ukrainian military has banned civilians and aid agencies from entering, indicating it may be about to fall to Russians. Charlie Daggett, CBS News, Kharkiv, Ukraine.
2: Well, back here in the U.S., a decades long fight for freedom is finally over for a wrongly convicted man. That story is next.
7: Discover your inner detective when you download June's Journey for free today on iOS and Android. This episode is brought to you in part by Audible, your go-to destination for thrilling audio entertainment. Whether you're looking for a hair-raising experience to enjoy while you're on the move, or eager to dive into sinister and shocking tales, Audible has an exclusive collection of thrillers from best-selling authors that will keep you on the edge of your seat. Like The Guest List by Lucy Foley.
2: Cheers erupted in a St. Louis courtroom today when a judge overturned the conviction of Lamar Johnson, who served nearly 28 years in prison for a murder he did not commit. Johnson is now 50 years old, and he has always maintained his innocence, saying he was with his girlfriend miles from the crime scene. Another inmate eventually confessed to the killing, and Johnson finally walked free today. While well, the winner of the largest lottery jackpot in U.S. history has been revealed. That's next. We're learning more about the sole winner of that record $2 billion Powerball jackpot. More than three months after the drawing, lottery officials in California identified the winner as Edwin Castro. He was a no-show for today's event, but officials say Castro was getting a lump sum payment of more than $997 million before taxes. In a statement, Castro says he's shocked and ecstatic. I bet he's getting a valentine today that says, be mine. All right, two transplant patients find new hearts and each other
7: in a remarkable love story. That's next. As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be Continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu podcast. When you choose Organic Valley, not only will you be enjoying great-tasting dairy,
2: Finally tonight on Valentine's Day, we focus our week-long series on heart health on a heartwarming love connection between two young transplant patients. Here's CBS's Jan Crawford.
4: Theirs is the most improbable of love stories.
3: There were really no romantic sparks At first, because we were both miserable.
4: Taylor Givens and Colin Cabellia had just received heart transplants in the same Virginia hospital on the same day, recovering in neighboring rooms. I just didn't want to really talk about what I went through. Fast forward five years. They reconnected on the anniversary of their heart transplants.
3: I definitely felt a spark, and I wasn't expecting that at all. But the heart works in
4: mysterious ways.
3: We went to dinner. We caught up. It was cute because we had to take our medicine at the same time. And it
4: was great to start dating someone who you didn't have to explain anything to. They married in 2019.
3: And it just was very exciting to know we have a normal life and the things that we want aren't unobtainable. And that was a really special feeling.
4: The couple has since dealt with some serious health challenges and no more are ahead
3: having him beside me. I'm not as afraid of things, even things like my mortality.
4: You know, we've both been through essentially one of the worst experiences you can go through in life. It definitely feels like anything else life throws at us we can handle. Together, a special love from the heart. Jan Crawford, CBS News, Washington.
2: They were meant to be together. That's tonight's CBS Evening News. I'm Nora O'Donnell. Happy Valentine's Day. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to the CBS Evening News with Nora O'Donnell ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today, or you can listen ad-free with Wondery Plus in Apple Podcasts. Before you go, tell us about yourself by completing a short survey at wondery.com survey.